You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. Hey everybody, episode 17, Pastar Prime, coming at you, brought to you, powered by, as always, Squad Locker. Your number one choice for custom apparel, uniforms, teams, businesses, schools. We got it all and we got you covered and we're going to get it to you fast and quick. On demand too. On demand. Open 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. It is there for your convenience and let's face it, everybody wants something convenient nowadays. You can get a custom item to your house in two to three days with some of the stuff that we have. And then we, we're actually going to talk today to Mark Bartarell with Augusta Sportswear, who's a great, great partner of ours. we got a ton of brands over here. So we're going to do this little segment. I don't know what we're going to call it yet, Max. Maybe we should have the listeners <laughs> name it. The, the primers can maybe name it for us. But <laughs> the primers. We want to call it like, you know, the... You know the gear guys or like the the gear heads or ask the gear guys where we're going to bring on some people from augusta and, and badger and under armor and adidas and zero restriction where dan and i that's a fun one for us yeah. especially this time of year oh yeah with yeah. golf season so you know we're going to talk to some of these brands and, and you know hear their stories and we're going to talk to the ex- experts the experts yeah, yeah. Because we consider ourselves experts, but they're really, you know. <laughs> I'm an expert at trying shit on. Yeah, that's, you are. <laughs> we are very good at that. That is that is for sure. Um, so Mark will be on in a little bit. But, yeah, like you said, I mean. We've got a Team of the Week, too, coming. Team of the Weeks. Team, yeah. Oh, team, yeah. Team of the Week coming. Absolutely. Close to my heart. Oh, that's right, yeah. So we'll get to that. And good. this this episode actually might be called Tips Alive. I'm alive. He's I'm alive. alive. I was, I was, I was, I was. And he's fired up. I am ready to rip. So we took, we had, last week we, we sent out the video, me jumping in the water. I was feeling like crap for like 10 days. I'm back at it. Non-COVID related. I'm ready to go. I'm full of, <laughs> well, full of fire. We just have to make sure that like yeah. a, a disclaimer there. Non-COVID. Yeah, Non-COVID. I'm, I'm ready to go though. I'm back. I'm, I'm, the office is buzzing. We got people in here. We're going to have a full house here Thursday. Socially, from what I'm, socially, socially distanced, but space. full house in here. There's some dinners coming up again. There's things are popping back. The world's snapping back. And I think I needed spring. That's oh. what I think I needed. I think I needed, I was getting out of the, the Febu- the the January February just like stuck up here in in New England, which I love New England for six seven months of the year. No, it's more than that. Eight months of the you year. You know the fall. You can play golf and you can be outside in November. December's usually pretty nice. Mm-hmm. You get to mid January and February is usually just miserable. And you, yes. you know the end of winter. Yes, I mean, it, it, well, in it the beginning does. of March, but it, and then last year, I remember I looked at my my phone and I had played a couple rounds of golf in, at the end of February because I had pictures with the kids took yeah. them out there. This year that wasn't possible, but we went out sixty five degrees one day. Mm-hmm. Like we're coming back. I played the other day. I played Sunday in the rain, Max. Rain and wind, and I was like, you know what? Oh, it's time. It's time it, to get out. It there. rained for three holes. Let's not. Let's three not. Holes, let's, yeah. not let's not. Put your it, super, it let's cold. not put your Superman outfit it, it, on it, right now. It was cold. It was cold and yeah. windy. I'll give you that. But it, yeah. the rain was only for three holes. It held off for you. I'm not playing great yet, so we got to work on a few things in the old game. We got a couple couple problems with the swing right now. But do we'll, you ever get, we'll get sick there. of it? Uh, after the four days, the only day that I get sick of it. 
so we have a four-day tournament at our at our club and that's well we play 27 holes one day too so it's a lot of golf it's a lot of uh four days uh, corona lights and because um, they're transfusions slow, they're slower yeah well, i mean that, that helps a little bit and, <laughs> and it doesn't help but those yeah. are slower rounds too and so they're, they're long, grinds they're, long they're grinds because there's a lot of money on the line so like the day after that ends i'm usually like i'm not playing oh, yeah. this week no and doubt. then but usually though when friday comes around again i'm like let's go yeah time to go so no, you need a little break but i, I think three day that's the magic number yeah. for those member guests i love the three day the four day just seems like it's a day too long plus yeah. let's be honest you know i mean I can, I, I like people, mm-hmm. most people. Yeah. And I'm, you know, the, even the guy I play with, yeah. I'm pretty sure after three days, he's probably sick of me. That's ad happens. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not even saying, hey, I enjoy playing with him. We have a great time. He's <laughs> yeah. a great buddy of mine, but I'm pretty sure the fourth day, he's probably wishing it's not a four day tournament. Yeah. That, that happens. So that's I'm going to put that on me. I'm the sure. a-hole in that one. Okay. All right. I mean, that's how it works. But hey, you know what is going on though, that we have a lot to talk about fired, right here. You're fired up. Yeah, I'm cranked up about it. NCAA March Madness. I've watched a ton of games. I will tell you right now, my (laughs) seven-year-old daughter has watched almost every game with me. She loves basketball right now. We're playing in the street. Like she's watching all the games. She wants to pick the team on the left all the time, on the on the bottom of the scoreboard. And I'm like, you can pick either one. And she's like, I like that one. I want the left. One on the left. Always. It's funny because that's exactly how I gamble. (laughs) Like so, I'm like, uh, I'm like, what are we gonna do? I don't change. So if I'm only picking the ones on the right or whatever, I just stick with the right all the way or stick with the left. So it's been fun gambling. I will say that. We're in a pool together. Yes. or It's different than a normal bracket pool, and I absolutely <clears throat> love it. I think it's really cool. We're going to bring one of these guys on as an NCAA insider. Insider. Who, he, he said he's doing yes. 12 hours a day right now, though, Paul. So yeah. he's, he's he, busy. He's being, uh, he's being booked out by CBS yeah. apparently right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, he's the, best, uh, he's the best in the league. He's fifth place, but that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. No, I, I mean, as a kid, you, right, you fill out the brackets. You mm-hmm. look forward to that. So um, my father-in-law introduce me to this new pool and it's mm-hmm. i mean it's not a new concept i'm sure a lot of people do it or they have different variations of it um this is just the one that i know and the one that i love and it's the only one that i've played for or played played uh played less yes yeah. oh shit i mean 11 years now oh you've been doing it this long well since we were married oh wow so this is his pool this was his pool where oh. i was the alternate and if one of his buddies oh. backed out i would be able to now get it's into like your his. pool well, when I moved to the new house, yeah. and it's like, okay, let's let's bring something here. So, yeah. you, the six there there's six guys, right? There used to be sixty four teams. Now there's sixty eight. So, mm-hmm. six guys. Everybody picks ten teams. Mm-hmm. You get a point for a win, right? Yep. So every matchup, every game's yep. worth a point. Someone's getting a point. Yep. The only the only difference is if there's a seven seed or greater, and you can do this if you want to or not, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. We put in a bonus. So if the upset is yeah. seven seed or greater, you get a half a point bonus. No, I like it because it keeps people picking the teams. Like, you know, you pick a 12 seed, you pick a 14 seed. Like, oh, you Because you're to. like, this and, team's good. And by the way, yeah. the best part about, or not the best, I mean, the, the whole thing is just awesome. But the way the draft is set up, and I have the draft. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, someone yeah, else. Dan was I, supposed to invite me to the draft, and then just forgot. <laughs> I forgot to, he I texted forgot. me in the morning. He goes, "Hey, your team. I drafted a team for you." And I said, "Oh, I was available." That was nice. But you yeah. did text back, and yeah. I forgot. And we were going to do a Zoom, and then things got you know going, and just yeah, that was my mm-hmm. fault. I apologize. Just like it's the okay. heater in the in the car, I forgot to turn that yep. on for you too. That's true. <laughs> yep. 
So the whole draft, it, first two rounds are snake, and maybe the last two rounds are snake, but that snake and the middle, you know, six rounds then mm-hmm. are all spread out. So you could be six, four, two, one, three. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the draft, everybody's value in their position on those rounds is equal. Yes. You got it? Yep. So it's not snake the whole way through. So everybody's got equal value on their draft positions through the whole way through. Mm-hmm. I was the sixth pick this year. Mm-hmm. I took Houston as a sixth pick, and I took Ohio State. And then here comes Oral Roberts as a 15 seed. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah. 12 o'clock game. I, first game of the, the first game of the, the, of the first, tournament. The first one it was on a Friday. <laughs> which, by the way, why did I? I, yeah. I, I, know, I know this is COVID year and everything's messed well, up, but the whole schedule's really yeah, screwed with up. me. It's messed up. But it was funny that that was literally like the first game. I and was, your number one pick I was, was out. Yeah, basically <laughs> number one because I'm picking six and seven in the first two rounds. I was livid. Yeah, livid watching Oral Roberts. Which normally, yes, you're rooting for that. Yeah. That, that upset Yeah, I love right those there. upsets. 15 versus 2 doesn't happen very often, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Four Ohio's, times ever. Ohio State's 2. You know, maybe... Did they, no, Illinois came back and won the Big yeah. Ten championship in the, in the tournament, but they're a 2 seed. They're playing Oral Roberts. They got to... I was so mad. I am... We got a we got a text chain going. I am blowing this thing up like, yeah, hey, was, thanks for a great tournament. I enjoyed being here. Yeah, the I'm first done. four hours was great. I'm done. Yep. Let alone, week and a half later... Guess who's in the lead? Yeah, you're there. This guy. Yeah, he's in the lead. Max, you're do you never do out of this. Tur- you're never out of this tournament. No, you're not. Do you do a do you do a bracket or anything, Max? Wasn't invited this year. Basketball or orange, to a tournament orange or ball to a bracket to to do the bracket. Well, this is no, only I thought si- we were going to yeah. do this a is, pop bracket. No, yeah, orange ball, <laughs> basketball, hoop. Do you know what that sport oh. is? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, we've said we were going to do it, but you know, vacation was last week. So. Yeah, we did, and then we got into this. So this was this thing's heavy. Like I got to pay attention to this. So thing. six like, guys. Now we got matches. two drafts going. You're yeah. in the second number draft. Number two. So six guys, ten teams. Everybody's a point, half a point for the uh, the upsets. Yep. And a lot of times it does come down to the last game, and you don't even have to be in that last game mm-hmm. to have a shot. You might be just rooting against somebody not to get that point. Because yep. you're a point ahead. You may not even have a team left in the in the uh in Yeah, in, that's in right. So you're rooting against you're people. You're rooting against yes, or you're rooting for whatever yeah. which way so you're I'm, look I'm at in it. second right now in pool two. Yes. And it's gonna be tough though, because I, I lost one last night. So but I mean I, I just I I did forget how much I like the NCAA tournament. Oh man. Those kids Because play we missed hard. it last year, yes. remember? They play hard. This is with no crowds too, and normally that's one of the most exciting things about it. The crowds are going no bananas doubt. at these things, so it's not or, like it's that. It doesn't feel that off to me. No, no, I think you know. I think over the course of the year, everybody's pretty much gotten used to yeah. watching sports how it is right now. But yeah. you do forget how good, even with when we had Lehman on here. You know, I was talking mm-hmm. with him the other day and with some guys. How unbelievable would that have been? Even more of winning the junior championships. Oh yeah. With yeah. that crowd, I know that's that's the tough part about about this. The other thing that's weird is how will they have them so spread out on the sideline? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't get it. They're practicing. Can we talk about this already? Because like I don't, I don't understand know. why they're so spread out on the sideline. They're all 
tested, they're all in a bubble, and like they're all laying all over each other on the court, yeah. sweat and going then, everywhere. And then spin. they're like, "Hey, when you get to the sideline, spread out." And yeah. then the coaches are the funny thing too with the masks. Yeah, none of them are wearing the masks. They're wearing them down over their chin and like screaming and like it's like, especially when I, that I bad get. calls, which bad calls are always coming. Yeah. They're screaming at the officials two inches, right. of, two inches away. Hey, you know what? A, a wild thing <laughs> that here. does that makes no sense in the world. Officials, um, I did a couple score clocks. You know, for the for the basketball team, my kids' school, and I like doing the score clock. And they are they're using a buzzer for yeah, a whistle. They're doing it in hockey too, instead of the whistle. And then I saw one guy have a mask on with a whistle inside of it. So like, but I've seen the buzzer. On That's the, a choking hazard. Yeah, I've seen the buzzer in the hand. It's it's confusing. I bet it's I bet it was tricky for them to start like to switch the trigger. I'm like blowing with your mouth. Oh, there's got to be like pushing with your thumb. There's got to be a so, bunch of inadvertent whistles. Definitely at that point. I, I my mean, guess. My kid plays hockey, and the, the buzzer's going off. And you know, when you're first trying to figure it out, I was like, "What the hell yeah. is that?" Yeah, he's holding it in his hand. Yeah, it was very interesting for that, Max. So there's uh, there's other things happening. There's the Suez Canal, which I don't. Okay, ready, oh, Max? Oh boy, here comes the where. News. What country is this in? Max knows. Are you asking because you know? Max knows. I, I, I might not know sports, but I know that the Suez do you know is in where Egypt. This, okay, good. All right. So I, I knew that, but I was going to try to stump you. Um, I did not know He didn't that. say it, though. I was thinking the did Panama he's... Canal the whole time, you know, and then I knew it was a canal. <laughs> you know, like, that's it. It's the general concept. But um, what a mess we're dealing with down there. The boat's free. The boat's moving again. It's called the Ever Given. I saw some funny memes on that, by the way. We won't go there on <laughs> some of the ones I saw. But, man, what a mess that that caused. And it talks about, you know, like the one thing you think of, I think about there's a picture of like this like 10-lane highway in like North Korea and there's like one truck on it, right? And it's like free trade is important. Like you have it living in an area. Like this is the tra- this is the global trade economy like exploding here because a boat got stuck for like five days, six days. So what are we dealing with right now, Dan? It, it reminds me, like, by the way, figure out a bigger, like, can we dig a bigger canal? Because the thing is not that big. How, like, well, how did it get sideways? I think a windstorm. I, I believe I believe what's going on. I think it was a little bit of a windstorm and, like, the thing, like, couldn't see and just, like, a little bit, like, the front end caught. And then once the front end cat- catches, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that get Are stopped. you a boater? Um, lakes. I'm a lake boater a lot. I mean, so like in-laws have a have a big boat in Rhode Island, but like I'm more of like I like a nice I like a nice lake boat. Well, then they, they they seem safer. Yeah, and like I'm you can saying, slam I mean, they, they, into look, the dock. They're, they're, they can all be dangerous. I get yeah. that, but being on on the ocean seems a little bit more dangerous to me. And like, hey, yeah. you have to have a general knowledge of what's going. Oh, on. Oh yeah, I don't have I don't have ocean right, knowledge. I don't of, have that. of uh, marine craft. Yeah, yeah, that's no, definitely don't have that. So. I don't understand. I mean, when you look at the satellite images of like all the boats that are backed up in the well, ocean yeah, they, right now, it's wild. Oh, it's got to be. Wild. I mean, instead of going through something, now you've got to go all the way around, yeah. right? Or, were they were they actually backed up waiting? Backed or, up or, waiting. Did, or did they go? They no, are. no. I understand there's, they're backed up and waiting, but yeah. or did they redirect them somewhere else? So and well, go sometimes around? they do, but they got to go around the whole. African horn, yeah, right, or horn of Africa, whatever they call it. They got to go a long kinda, way. It's kind of like the Panama Canal. Yeah, they got to go, go all the way around. Yeah, South no, America. I'm telling you, it's messy. Max 100% thinks the guy was asleep. Yep. Or the girl, whoever was driving was the ever, boat, yep. whoever the captain was so, of the boat. But. All right. Too so, many redundancies yeah, right, on so a when half a mile long boat. When you're, take, when, you're, when you're on a plane, right, you have somebody, an air traffic controller, hey, weather's good, you can take off now. Weather's bad, yep. you can't land now. 
why the hell don't they have that for the Suez Canal? It's I'm assuming I'm they do. I, okay, I, I, but, okay I, but then someone probably made a mistake. This boat's the size of the Empire State I Building. I get that. That's why you don't want them going through in bad weather. <laughs> I, I get it. But I just think that if they don't go through, then all of a sudden, now that boat's late. There's other boats late. Like, this is going to make a mess. I was listening to something. This is going to make a mess of ports for, like, two months because the schedules are so tight anyway. Like, nobody's going to be able to dock. Like, this is going to affect us somehow. Sure. There's there's like a there's probably some, a lot of that stuff's coming here. There's some apparel like on a boat somewhere that's supposed to be in here. There's like something that's that I'm supposed to be purchasing that is stuck at sea right now. And it's gonna that's make and it's gonna make your job a lot harder. In a few it weeks. is. What job's that? Sales director. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> head of sales. Yeah. Would you, head what, of sales. What, what, what would you prefer? Yeah, I like. Yeah, we'll go with we'll go with that. That's good. King yeah, shit. It hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully hopefully you know uh, we we have enough stock and inventory and everything's good but I, I would assume that there is something that i need to buy that's going to be caught up in that ocean somewhere <laughs> spend, which leads me to my the, next the, the spending spree <laughs> yeah this, i have been going on some spending sprees which leads me to my next thing here um one thing that is going under the radar lately max i'm gonna i might go off for a little bit right now i spent a lot of time like looking at instagram looking at tiktok for a little while when i wasn't feeling good and i you know, we're caught up in coronavirus. We're caught up in COVID, right? We're caught up in being at home for a year, right? You know, kids being at home from school, you name it, all the, all the stuff, right? Uh, we're not paying attention to the alien thing going on right now. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot happening I, with this, Dad. I, I, I did see something UFOs, in Vegas, right? Uh, UFOs, like the Navy's just coming out like, hey, this is happening all the time. Like, we don't know what these things are. Like, they're, you know, th- these things move different. There's this different stuff happening. Also, I watched the movie uh, Battleship <laughs> when I was laying down, and I started getting in this alien mode. I'm like, there's got to be something going on here. The, the world, the, the universe is too big. There's too much happening that, like, yeah, I get it. And we're missing out right now because, like, something's happening. We're not paying attention to it. And this keeps coming up. And it's, like, the fifth news story. It's like the end of the news at the end of the night. They're like, oh, yeah. And then there was an alien warship uh, over the coast of uh, California, you know? So what's your what's your take on this? Are you an alien oh believer? We're, we're going deep. <laughs> yeah. when, I want to know. I, I actually don't want you to get sick again. No, I won't be. I won't I mean, be. I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm wondering <clears throat> what I feel like you I'm think. Mo- I, feel, I feel like I'm more 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 suited to talking about sports and, and making I, stupid I need, jokes. Sometimes. I need to understand if you believe in aliens or not. You turned into the Joe Rogan podcast. No, yeah, you know, I kind of, I'm probably going to contradict myself and say I want to say no. Yep, but it's a big world. (laughs) See, it's a see, it's the same thing. I mean, the I mean, the galaxy doesn't end, right? That's what I'm talking about, Dan. That's what I'm telling you. I went down a a UFO rabbit hole, and I'm thinking that there's got to be something out there, Max. What's your What do you think? Oh yeah, without a doubt, I, we could go on for hours. So you, this is hey, your. We thing. just landed on Mars, right? There's nothing there, right? So you think? That's. I mean, we don't. We don't think that's so. What so they tell you. This right. is our Mars. That's like beside us. There's 10 billion other Marses out there. And I don't disagree. That's with probably that. a short number too. That's probably a low number. So all right. So you're going yes. I'm going yes. Do There's you think that be. we'll see them in our time? Oh God. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've, no, I went down. I, no, I don't. Hole. No, I don't. I don't think okay. I'm going to see an alien. What about ghosts? You believe in ghosts? I don't believe in ghosts. Ooh, Max. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? 
Okay. Alien ghosts? Ooh, I don't believe in ghosts, but I, I, I think that we got aliens. I, I think we got eyes on us. What's the best alien movie? Alien? No, Independence Day. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You know what one that really messed my mind up a little bit is Signs. Ooh, and yeah. it's not even it's not yeah. it's not even like you see i think you see the alien maybe one time mm. but it's the suspense leading yeah. up to it and that one scene where they're in the house and the alien just like sticks his yeah, finger underneath the mm. door yeah i don't like that i don't like i don't that. like yeah like i don't like it when he opens up the alien ship in independence day and the thing like is there <laughs> like but i love it when they're in like the gun battles like you know up in the like the f-16 hornets and stuff but so aliens and ghosts we're we're going down a deep path right now on this so well, dan he, doesn't believe in ghosts he's partial on no, I, on I, aliens i'm partial okay all right i don't i don't think i'm gonna see either one of them so i'm gonna clarify that i i'm i'm convinced we're gonna see a, a real ufo <laughs> i'm dead set on you it after go, this why don't you last go like, lay couple down weeks again. you need to go lay down, <laughs> to go lay down. This is, i'm telling you this, you just need this. to go lay down so I, another another story that got sent to me during the like during the last few weeks was the because uh, spring training is popping up and this is like baseball is about to start which is always a fun time um there was a cubs prospect chicago cubs prospect that showed up to spring training and like they were checking his bags or something i don't know where he got pinched on this but he had a full bag full of like meth and i always like we one thing that we dealt with all the time was uh when i was playing was the cuban cuban defectors mm-hmm. that was a that's a real thing like people like when they come play for the um sometimes a world baseball classic yeah they, they just like leave the hotel and then stay and then like get signed by like the yankees yes. yeah, yeah. like that was a, a way, way for them to, get to out. actually get out sure. and then and then that doesn't happen anymore though because cuba is not they're open now i think open. Oh, I we're think just rela- going to the term open. I think relations are good. <laughs> okay, the term we're just going to go with the term open. There, Cuba's open for us, and now they don't need to do that. But that was always relations a big good, deal. open, same thing. That was okay, good, open and relations. The border's open. The border is open, so like they can come in and and do it. But this guy came in to spring training with twenty seven pounds of meth or something like that. Twenty one pounds of meth and. Two pounds of oxycodone Jeez. pills in his yeah. in his Cubs. Two, in two, his, two in pounds. His, that's a lot of pills. Uh, now, two pounds is a lot of pills. Where I'm going with on this is they showed the bag, and the bag. Anybody who's ever played any type of organized baseball has one of these bags, like for any organization. So I have I have five of these. I'm going to give you one just because I, I, I want to like give one. you one. Thank you. I appreciate the, that. At the, on the end of the bag, it's an old school duffel bag, and at the end of the bag is the team's logo. So, like, I've got a bunch that have the Astros thing on there. I just thought, like, what a way to traffic for this guy. He's got this in his Cubs bag. That thing should be full of catcher's equipment or should be full of, like, gloves and cleats and stuff. And this is how how it chose to, how he chose to, you know, bring these into the – is he from the U.S., Max? Or what, what was the deal? No, I don't I'm think he's, sure from, he's from. not sure where he's from here. But, like, this, is, this was a big story. This one got swept under the rug, too, though. It's from Arizona. You, this thing popped up for a minute and then was over. So there was a lot of news cycles that like I saw here when I was, you know, recovering from from being sick and like reading all these stories and stuff. And like they're all just kind of like going away because of all the COVID stuff. So I'm wondering we almost need to rewatch the news for I don't like the, the last news. like I, eight I, or honestly, 10 I, I don't like the news. No news guy? I'm not a news guy. Okay. I don't I don't I look at the headlines and all that stuff yeah. and Fox and CNN and just like see bipartisan bipartisan different yeah. opinions you know whatever you not we're not we're not political so i yeah. don't really care watch uh, both news channels both news channels uh but like the night they, it's it's just so depressing it is 
And I you can't look. I'm not allowed to have it on in the house they're, with the kids. They're they're getting. They want ratings. They want you know those eye catching stories. And yeah. those stories are generally bad. Yeah, I, don't, really? I, I don't want, especially at five, six, seven o'clock at night. I don't want to watch something that's depressing. I, I watch some shows too that have been depressing lately. I've been like, I don't want to watch this. This is not like I don't like this. I don't like this story on here. I want to watch like uh, Dumb and Dumber. Well, speaking of meth, I'm still trying to finish Breaking Bad. So. Oh, I mean, wow. twenty six pounds. I could probably tell you how much that is worth right <laughs> you now. We know how to like cook that because of Walter White. I can White, tell you yeah. probably it's not the blue stuff, and it's probably not ninety nine point eight percent pure. <laughs> That's funny. I'm glad that you're finishing that up. Oh, so. man. Season five is just in full effect right now. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It is yeah. awesome. Well, we know what we know what Dan's finishing. I, I do need to start a new show. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. We're going to get Max's shows. I'm sure he goes down. Well, I'm watching Game of Thrones, so I'm finishing that up. But uh, I'm, I'm only a couple seasons in, so I've got a long way to go. We've got Mark Botterell coming on. We're going to talk about some apparel. We're going to talk about some, you know, the industry. We're going to do a little no, industry talk, a little we're, sales we're, industry talk. We're going to get educated. By the way, and he's got an accent on him. <laughs> like, this is a guy you want, you have trouble falling asleep. You want him to call you up and do one of those, like, sleep stories because <laughs> he's got the accent on him that'll put you right under. So, we'll, Mark's coming up next, and we'll uh, team of the week at the end. Yep. Big one for Dan, too. Oh, it's a good one. Okay, like we said, we're going to talk to some gear experts because we're squad locker. We like to make on-demand customer apparel and ship it direct to home. That's, so we're start, that, that's our job. That's right. So we're going to start bringing in some people who are experts on this. We've got the VP of sales at Augusta Sportswear Brands, Mark Botterell. Mark, you are a master of knowledge for me. You've been super helpful for me. You know everything there is about the youth sports world, the regular sports world. But my favorite thing about you is you have a voice on you that – I like to just maybe listen to recorded calls once in a while to put myself to sleep at night because it's so soothing. So it's kind of weird, though. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Mark, he didn't mean to bring you into the, the, yeah, the, uh, right. the Zoom like that in the interview, but uh, yeah, yeah we we yeah. are recording. We are going now on this, Mark. But you you you've got a great voice, so that's going to be a yeah. question that comes up soon. But we're excited to have you, and we want to talk, uh, you know, to the audience about what you're doing at Augusta and what you've done in your past. So you're actually in our offices. Sure. But we're being socially distant, and you're in the room behind us, which is, <laughs> I think, hilarious. Yeah, it is kind of funny. He could be right here, but, it's you know, true. he's, he's, he's behind us. So it makes sense, though, right? How hey. was your flight in? To some people. To some people, it makes sense, right? That's right. Um, exciting, yeah. It's, uh, I can't imagine anything more exciting right now than traveling in a pandemic. I mean, it's just uh, you could go to Vegas and, and roll some dice, maybe, and... Mm-hmm. That, that 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 might be something along the line, but uh, into Minneapolis, uh, relatively cold in Minneapolis for sure. Uh, having spent, uh, you know, I live in California, as you know, which was ninety two the previous day, so somewhere around about one hundred and sixteen swing in 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 temperature. So that was that was a ton of fun, uh, and then into Boston, uh, boys that airport there's like literally nobody in the airport right crazy it's, it's wild. I mean, um, you've been traveling yeah, quite a bit. How, how much right? do you travel normally, Mark? Non-COVID. Uh, Non-pandemic, you know, every week, um, for sure, three days a week. Um, just meet some amazing people. So, you know, travel's not... I mean, our industry is full of m- majestic storytellers, right? And and you can't get that in Zoom. Yeah. But you can get it in, in certain environments where you just... Just amazing stories get, get, get retold. And that, that for me, is... is um, is the essence of the job in, in sports, right? You just get these magical people. 
Um, and, and it's just an absolute joy to listen to stories. I mean, you've had a few yourself, right? So, uh, but it's just, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic industry to work in because they're just magic people everywhere. Do you think and your job? The more you travel, the more you meet. And that's, that's the richness of. Do you think your job will, do, the tra- do you think the travel will change because of COVID and the zoom thing? Or I understand what you said before and, and you get the stories and you get that personal one-on-one with people. And that's probably a better tactic, but just, you know, our company's going to figure out like, Hey, we can, we can spend less money with getting not letting these guys travel or we're not playing yeah. hotels, yeah, plane is going, tickets. Is it, is it the or do you road think, game you, or uh, yeah, or do you, think you guys will go back to normal? Uh, no, definitely digital, right? I mean, that's that's exactly where, you know, the market's going to head. And I think it's a shame, right? Because I, I think um, um, storytelling digitally is completely different than, than in person. But to answer your question, yeah, I mean, massive overhead reduction uh, and um, huge efficiencies, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of not traveling. Uh, but but it, the market will get in personal. And um, the, 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 the spectacular of new sports is, is the connectivity it brings. That's, that's why children play, right? I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, you know, they talk about fun and skill acquisition. They're critical pieces, but it's, it's the memories that they build. And, and that's indicative of all, all, all parts of the, all facets of the sports business, right? And to replace that with digital and, and Zooms, and, and it's going to be tough, right? But that's, that's certainly from a corporate structure that will happen for sure. I, I will tell Tom you, Savers. Mark, and, you know, and, uh, you and I talk to a lot of people on the phone every day. Um, I went years without seeing people's face and, and doing tons of business with them, right? Like without actually seeing somebody's face sometimes, like being on the phone with them constantly. I haven't done a regular phone call in probably 10 months. Mm-hmm. Like almost everything has been, um, hey, jump on this Zoom meeting, jump on this Slack call. Like, you know, so I'm actually seeing people more now than I was before. But you've been you've been a road warrior, kind of out there face to face for a long time. But I'll tell you, like I've seen, I see people's face now more than I ever have, and you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, no, I, I mean, not all of them I, I'm pleasantly surprised with, you know. <laughs> so, but you know, you know what I'm, you know what we're I talking about. I think it's about. just a hugely efficient process um, if you can make it work, right? If you can make it compelling, it, it's a hugely efficient process. You, you can talk in depth um, with some tangible dimension. To a dozen people a day, um, and and be able to listen to to the the challenges that they face, right? And so, in a very efficient manner. So that makes a lot of sense. But I think it'll be it's hard to understand the underbelly of the challenge. I mean, I think in most, I mean, you do this so well uh, with you and Dan for sure, right? Is that you try to understand what what what's ailing the process, right? What 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 you've got to fix to make you a much more compelling partner. And you can't always get that, you know, out of a, a Zoom. You can get that out of kicking the tires and walking the the hallways and 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 breathing it and, and feeling it. And mm. um, and you, that you're going to lose that, right? And and um, that's probably to me is going to be the the downside of, um, you know, one time everybody said eat white rice and now you got to eat brown rice and now brown rice is bad. So mm. I mean, it, it's like an evolution change. Right? One thing's good for five minutes and then it's bad. So I think, you know, digital will have some benefit for significant benefit for a period of time. And then there's going to be somebody that stands up and says, the King's not wearing any clothes, meaning, yeah, yeah. you know, this isn't really working. And so then you're going to adjust and pivot to the other thing. 
uh, which will be much more personal, right? The American Airlines commercial, I always remember that growing up, was, you know, the, the guy ends up buying everybody a ticket and said, we lost our biggest account today uh, because we just didn't get to know him. And, and here's an American Airlines ticket to go out and meet your customers and get one-on-one. That, that plays in my head every day. That's yeah, strong. I, I, it's, um, I play the ad. It's a, it's a tremendous ad. I had a massive effect on a lot of people. Max is making a note right now. Max is making a note. He's ready to uh, press play in the ad. I got a phone call this morning from one of our oldest customers. He fired us. After 20 years, he fired us. Said he didn't know us anymore. I think I know why. We used to do business with a handshake, face to face. Now it's a phone call and a fax. Get back to you later with another fax, probably. Well, folks, something's got to change. That's why we're going to set out for a little face-to-face chat with every customer we have. But Ben, that's got to be over 200 cities. I don't care. Thanks. If you're the kind of business that still believes personal service deserves a lot more than lip service, welcome to United. Larry Lewis. That's the way we've been doing business for over 60 years. Ben, where are you going? To visit that old friend who fired us this morning. United. Come fly the friendly skies. The one thing that can't go digital, though, when this, we come out of this COVID thing is got to be the conventions, whether it be, you know, no, the I was ath- about to ask him that it, it's yeah. got to, like the athletic directors or wh- whether it's a, a, a specific youth sport or a, a brand where you're getting the products in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing the virtual ones now. I just can't foresee that working long term mm-hmm. when this thing opens up. Dan and I are bummed by yeah, that too, Mark, because we've been ready to go to a trade show now for a while. And we, you know, we plan on the football show. You plan on going to the baseball show. You plan on going to the athletic director's show, you know, and, and having that, that instead of a virtual beer, having that in-person beer and doing business at right. the, you know, at the restaurant, at the bar, on the golf course, like that type of stuff, which is not happening right now. So what's, what's going on in the trade show space? So are you hearing that this thing's going to kick back up again? And like, what are you guys planning for? I, I think there's a couple of thoughts, right, to, to sort of extend our, our, our conversation. When you think about where sports has come today, a lot of the hope is in the adaptive play. So to, to Dan's passion, right, football on 11 on 11 has, has, has basically, that decline's almost there today, right? But the hope is in seven on seven, um, uh, eight on eight, right, where the numbers are going up significantly, mm-hmm. right, 10, 15, 20% growth. If you look at basketball, the growth in basketball today is three on three. If you look at, go back to ba- football, the the overall development certainly being affected by flag, right? And so what I think you miss is that creative energy when you're not at those trade shows. A lot of those adaptive plans have come from people sitting uh, after a couple of years and, and on a napkin with a pen and, and adapting different designs about how kids, you know, can perform, creating an artistic environment for them to play, right? And we talked about this, you know, designing that empty swimming pool for skateboarders, right? Giving the kids a chance to redesign it. And, and you, when you get people in a room that are like-minded like that, a ton of really great engineering goes on. And that's, that to me, those, those conventions created that capability. So if we look at soccer, you know, how they designed the three-on-three or four-on-four development and, and how playing it out of the back was deduced. It was all designed and energized through creative 
you know, juices that people were around a table and knocked it out. Right. And I think to me, other than the socializing, which is super important, I think the, the understanding the game and, and, and getting people together to redesign it. Um, if you don't have those trade shows, you lose a lot of that. Right. And that's the spirit of growth within our sport is to be able to adapt things to changing needs. And, you know, many sports have stood still and got run over. But, you know, I love the way that football has redesigned its approach. Uh, but that didn't happen without people around the table really energizing uh, uh, an evolution of it. When, when, when the people around the table, and obviously, like you said, flag that 11 on 11 for youth sports, the numbers have definitely dropped. Um, for safety, safety that's reasons. What I'm, that's yeah. what I'm wondering. When, yeah. you know, when you were hearing that and those numbers for flag were going up, was that centered, do you think, around the head issues that the NFL was having at that time? I mean, I, I think that played a role. It, it, you know, smarter people than me is going to tell you how effect it had. I, I'd rather pivot away from that and go to, are we better today by listening to what children want to do um, and how they want to play and how they want to perform and how they want to, to, to create, right, um, and make that their sport. I mean, basketball three-on-three is all one-on-one play, right? So if you watch, you know, eSports, everything in basketball isn't about blocking and tackling or setting picks, right, or, mm-hmm. or L cuts, right, or V cuts, right? It's not about those technical things of the game. It's about creating. It's one-on-one, and, 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 and football in flag is the exact same thing, right? It's, it's a much more artistic game, and it appeals to children who want to not be overcoached, right, and not mm-hmm. want to say, you know, in soccer, there's this sort of assassination effort about a cone, right, in training. So you throw a cone on the, on the grass, and you say to the kid, run to the cone and go right, right? And when you go to the next cone, stop and turn, and then go to that yellow cone over there and go right or left, right? And so... This is what I think kids today rebel against. They want the empty skateboard. They, yep. they want the empty swimming pool yep. or the skateboard. They want to be able to create. They want to be able to play. They want to be able to, 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 to it's kind of an art, right? And, and if you sort of match up why do people do gaming, yeah, I mean, there's some convenience to gaming for sure, but they, they're able to express themselves in a very unique way. And by the way, nobody's looking over their shoulder, right? You've thought about this. You've thought about this, Mike. This is good. Yeah, because that's very accurate. I think like kids don't want to like conform anymore. Well, I was thinking I don't want to. I don't want to run around the cones. I'd rather freestyle it somehow. Yeah, I get it. Well, I mean, I think also it's just yeah, like why you would you talk, why would you tell them that? We talk specifically about those eleven on eleven, or you talk about the five on five. When you when you decrease the numbers, you take the hitting out or you take the, you know, some of the strategy out or, sure. the, or the plays, it just turns into whether, you know, maybe you're just in the, in the driveway shooting a basketball with your buddies or you're in the backyard throwing the football around. So it, it, it sort of extends, you know, play for kids. Definitely. And, you know, not yep. everybody wants to play in those leagues, like mm-hmm. Mark said, and it makes it easier for everybody else to get involved. Yep. yep. To your voice now. I mean, I, to you. I'm going to guess – Oh, here we I'm go. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that Dan really wanted to be a wide receiver. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I was talking. I was. I was talking with yeah. uh, someone sure. today. Is like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to go in the middle of the offensive line. 
<laughs> and I wanted to block people all day long. I didn't. Want, I didn't want to score touchdowns at all. Yeah, no. I want to get sat on. Yeah. By, by oh, no wait, oh, wait a minute. You're you're, you're too big. You can't run fast yeah. enough. You're gonna go block. Exactly. Mark. All right. Let's go to you now. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about some youth sports again yeah. as we go. But where's this? Where's this uh, beautiful accent coming from? Give us a little bit of your backstory because I mean, it's like butter, <laughs> butter in the headphones in here right now. Like, where where are you from? Where's this from? Is this a fake? Is this a fake accent too? I've always wondered that. Is this something that you put on or what? This is what he thinks about in the plane. He works it's on a it. Fake yeah. accent. That's true. Yeah, and I find a mirror and work at it. I, first of all, we're having dinner tonight, right? So I, mm-hmm. I can I can see this is going to be a very creative evening. But I uh, no English, right? Um, so moved here when I was nineteen, believe it or not, and uh, American citizen today very proud of it um congratulations and uh but my 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 early thank you very much yeah very much very 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 proud to be an american uh, for sure um and uh but yeah grew up in the uk and uh, soccer was my thing right and uh came to the u.s to sort of expand my uh my soccer capabilities and and failed miserably but uh Found my found my uh, found my my way as many people do in the United States because it's a, you know as they say it's a land of opportunity. The one thing closes, other things open up, and, and so it's been an amazing country to to live in, and I've been blessed by um, been having the ability to to be here, and uh, I've loved every minute of it for sure. Parents live in South Africa, believe it or not, and the southernmost tip. Spend a ton of time with uh, explaining to my dad that uh, why does he live fifteen thousand miles from me? So. Big, big uh, emotional issue for me to get over. Part of that's some humor, but part of it's not. So yeah, it, it no, literally three it. days ago, see my parents in the tip of the most tip of Africa. But uh, but just a lot of um, lived in the Midwest. When I moved to the U.S., I lived in La Crosse, Wisconsin, called God's Country. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place to raise children. And we, we had two girls, so that was an awesome capability. Lived in Milwaukee, a uh, wonderful place also in, in Wisconsin, uh, and then moved to California. Mark, very Mark, I lived state. in Beaver Dam for a little bit. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. From I was yeah. age three to seven. We moved from oh, uh, De- Dubuque, Iowa. I was born in Dubuque. Then we moved to Beaver Dam. Uh, there's a town next to it called Horicon that uh, my dad worked yeah, for John no, Deere. Well. So, no. See, we got something no, else well. in common. Yeah. Uh, soccer was the sport of choice yeah. for you. Is that what you know? T- so the soccer soccer was your thing. Is it still your first love? I Is did, it still yeah. your passion? I, I um, soccer was, you know, was what I played and what I believed in, and in, in, you know, for many Europeans and um, Central Americans and all over the world, it, it's an it's an obsession, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so for sure, I, I think I just uh, once I understood football and got to understand baseball and and really got to understand the sort of mosaic of sport, right? Then I just I was a I mean, it's just a massive proponent of, of children's growth through sports, right? And it's kind of interesting because, you know, um, in a recent survey, the second most influential person in a child's life is their coach, right? So mm-hmm. um, after parent. And and so huge responsibility that youth sports has in nurturing and developing um, our, our youth. Forbes top 500 CEOs, 95% of them played elite sports, either in college or high school. Um, and so sports answers to a lot of things. So where I, I sort of got over myself a little bit about soccer, how it was the center of my universe, I, I just 
more so what sports does to the community. And I had this amazing story um, after 9-11. I traveled to Washington, D.C. to meet um, the U.S. Foundation. We're hosting an event. It was really shortly after 9-11. And uh, then um, uh, Bush's, uh, what was he called? I I don't know what his role was, but... um, uh, anyway, he's six foot five from Michigan, was a baseball player, basically said to everybody, hey, listen, you know, um, I hate soccer. <laughs> so we all knew he wasn't going to go into the diplomatic corps after this, this run with the Bush administration. He said, I'm a baseball guy, I played at Michigan. And, um, and he said, uh, but I'm going to tell you something. He said, uh, I go home to Michigan and I see my two grandchildren play. I've never seen the community come together in the way that sports does it, and in particular soccer, right? Mm. And um, I was shocked by it, right? Moms and dads, parents, grandchildren, the community comes together in, in ways that religion um, and, and politics can never do. And he said, it's the fabric of our society that's weaved with this sport infusion, uh, and we do it so well, soccer in particular does it so well. And uh, he said, if we ever lose that tapestry, if we ever lose that, that fabric connectivity and we stay in our kitchens and don't come out the door, then we lose this battle. And this was shortly after nine 11. Right. And, um, and he said, look, whatever you do, whenever you go, uh, make sure you thank that volunteer, right. And make sure you thank that volunteer coach, make sure you thank that person that lined the fields because there's mm. nothing more important in this country than unifying our communities, particularly on the weekends as one group and sports does it better than anybody else. And um, it just hit me so hard about the role that we play is way beyond winning and losing. It just, um, you know, I'm not, what am I telling you two guys? I mean, you two yeah. guys have, have, have sampled that yourself so very well. But there's just a massive underestimation, I think, in this society of, of, of what sports plays in the child's life. And one of the jobs that I'm working on right now is trying to get a movement back to sports because we for sure are going to lose some folks, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the movements is is, that is is sports is as essential to diet as vegetables are, right? That you have to, you know, it is an essential part of your ingredients in life and um, super, super important. And so I, I really become just more of a sports agnostic kind of guy, just uh, but, but love what sports does for children. Yeah, we, you know, I bet Dan and I could probably name five coaches like even back to like Pee oh, yeah, right yeah. easily like you know i remember my high school coach and college all the way through like definitely super influential people for us uh so you're you're spot on there and i think we are going to lose some people playing sports so i'm glad you guys are doing that for sure talk to us about augusta sportswear brands because mm. we're a big partner here with you guys i mean we we've got a lot of brands we 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 love you guys you know you're up here a bunch we do a lot of business with you um You've got other brands other than just Augusta, which we we really love. You know, we've we've got uh, Pacific we Headwear, yeah. which I think Dan and I probably both own twenty five to thirty five Pacific Headwear I'm hats. Not, I'm not even blowing smoke up your ass, Mark. That is the best hat on the market. <laughs> there you go. What, what an endorsement, Mark. Like you know, and well, then and then there's Russell. No, there's no, no doubt. doubt. Russell. Russell's. Cr- Russell's a great brand at Classic. So what's going on at Augusta Sportswear Brands? What have you guys been working on? I mean, this was a tough, you know, tough last probably 10 months or last year, right? But I feel like we're breaking out. So what's going on down in the offices? What do you guys have happening? Uh, yeah, thanks for the um, for the endorsement, uh, Dan. That, uh, I, <laughs> I, I got to capture that in the right marketing phrase. Yeah, uh, yeah all right. Yep. The, 
Pro- I, not I not, that, not podcast podcast <laughs> form. Not that. Yeah. I think when the, the you know we're our house of brands, right? We're, we're and 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 so and we are a manufacturer of those brands. So um, and it's it's a question of getting the right brand on the right base. Um, and I think a super interesting brand is Russell, right? And to me, um, I'm going to be very provocative here but to me what the success of russell is it is a sports brand um and it doesn't carry a political message right it doesn't carry it, it doesn't point people into viewpoints it's just a hard-working great brand that's clean and authentic yeah. and i think a lot of folks that you know I, i'm not deriding anybody else you know there's brands that, that wants to send a message to everybody in the country but you know it just keeps it clean and sharp and and, and more authentic and you know, we, we provide service and quality and for the right price. And it's just a very, um, it's a very solid brand. I mean, and what's interesting about it was what, about 15 years ago, we had a hundred D one schools in Russell, um, primarily because it was a very, it was a sportsman's brand. Right. Um, and so we're making that comeback with Russell. We manufacture almost 80% of that brand but it, people really, really love Russell. Now, there are some folks that we disappointed uh, when we didn't have the, the manufacturing rights to it with service. So it's, it's got a way to heal. But you know, if you look at the kids 12 through 25, and then you look at the coaches 40 through 60, Russell plays an incredible role in that. Um, you know, and we're working on, you know, obviously the, 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 uh, the, the other age demographic, but um, people really appreciate Russell's authenticness. And I, that's what I love about the Russell brand. Talk to me about the most exciting thing right now in sports uh, sublimation and direct-to-home sublimation because that is massive. We're just going out to market with it that we can do it kind of direct-to-home, so that's just starting. But it seems like every team now, Dan, I mean, you see it a bunch, but it seems like they're all wearing sublimated on the field. Yep. You know, like, And I'm probably pretty close to right on that mark. It just seems like it's just growing so fast and like it's easier to do now. You can do all kinds of crazy designs, not just on the field, but like maybe eSports, like you said, or maybe just you know anything mm. random. Like People are looking to get crazy with some designs, and you guys do that really well. Yeah, for sure. We've put a place that Harvey Bats uh, along with you guys on sublimation. I, I think there have been two massive trends in the business, in our business, right? So I think sublimation, because of its turnkey approach, right? This is just, if you're not familiar with sublimation, this is just a one-step print process that's a relationship between fabric and, and paper, right? Transfer paper. And the fusion of the paper uh, to the fabric makes it all one piece. So it guarantees turn times. It guarantees uh, one cost. Um, and that uniform, um, you know, which probably is most important to, to folks listening in, can be created in that person's image, right? Um, it's not something that's designed for you to wear. I mean, this is it's, it's designed for you to live. It's designed for you to feel connected to. Uh, because the uniform represents you and, and, and you can now, you know, basically put your name on it. You can put, you know, if it's a palm tree and you're the predators, mm-hmm. Palm Beach predators, and you can, you can feel a connectivity to it. Right. And, um, and it's sublimation has been able to bring that. I think the second phase that you've talked about that you do incredibly well is this personalized delivery service. that's along the lines of Amazon for sure. And what this new generation expects is a, a uniform, is put in a box and, and, and like a Christmas gift is arrives on the doorstep and it's a very personalized service. Gone are the days when, 
someone stocking 300 uniforms in their garage, yanking it out the night before a game and tossing it to you as you run onto the field and it's usually two sizes too big. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that impersonalization of, of, of sports is probably not something we've done very well. And it's taken a long time to evolutionize and, and you've certainly led the, the industry in that, but, you know, personalized attention is a critical piece, I think, and, and it's what people expect today. I gotta they certainly you. don't expect something that's tossed at them two minutes before you kick off and it's, uh, it's three sizes too big. So, um, and so this, these are the two things that I think are, are very integral in, in the, uh, in the growth of squad locker, but also in what the consumer today demands. I gotta tell you the comfort level on those two, you know, I mean, yeah. just on those things, like in my son yeah. plays hockey and a couple of years ago they had those big heavy ones yeah. embroidered. And then he had one alternate, a third Jersey Tackle that was, twill, that, heavy. that was sublimated. Right. And that was his favorite Jersey. Yeah. Out of all three. Just fabric. The other ones like looked, hey, that's more official mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But for how it felt and mm-hmm. the price point it was at, that was his favorite jersey. Not he didn't care about yeah. the price, obviously, but he wanted to wear that jersey so you long. made him buy it with his uh, yeah, lawnmower yeah. money. Yeah. 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 With, yeah. The, with his <laughs> <laughs> with his allowance. But that I mean it's you're right, Mark. It's 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 red hot right now. You know, it's it's something that we're doing a ton of. You know, you guys are awesome at it, so it's a good partnership there. Um, we've got a couple questions to wrap up with you here. Uh, my favorite one to ask, and we ask everybody this. So you're in big company here. I mean, professional athletes, yeah. business owners, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Um, what is your favorite Gatorade color that you like to drink? Gatorade color. Um, that's a great blue. What, what do they yeah. call it? Crush blue, like yeah, a, a like gross. a dark blue yeah, velvet yeah. suit. You're not. Suit you're out of the club. Yeah. Out of the club. <laughs> out of the club, Mark. We, we, oh we go with the originals. We red, yellow, orange are our primary. So people who answer blue or yeah. or melon or like like a wool black melon. Yeah. Said a green oh, melon yeah, or what something. Did he say? Oh, I had it. It was oh, disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you uh, tried it so so you're out of the club there. We don't, blue isn't even a selection, but that's fine. Okay. Um, we'll mark them down as blue though. Another one. Another big one. What about Dan having a Crush blue velvet suit. Oh, I mean, that, you know, I, you, you know, I would look good in that, Mark. Come <laughs> on, look we're like really white collar. Right? Yeah, yeah. match my eyes, buddy. Pirate shirt, beautiful. Yeah. Pirate, <laughs> pirate shirt, Mark. Another one uh, because you're not, you know, uh, you weren't here, you know, from birth. Like, what are your teams? And you and you moved around some too, right? So, yeah. top football team. Like, who's your top football team? Who's is, your top is, baseball is football team? Above soccer now. Or Probably soccer not. still. No, can't oh. be. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I, I'm just I, asking. Yeah. He's, he's struggling yeah, I mean, right me, now. Yeah. 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 No, but, 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 but for sure, I love the fact that football is redesigning and, and re-engineering its sport, right? And I think that's phenomenal. I mean, whether that's guys that are 43 years of age, a, a quarterback, and people you know want to see you know a Rodgers or a Brady, mm-hmm. Whether it's introduction to sport and making it safe and being scientific about making that sport work, whether it's flags evolution for girls, I'm I adore what football is doing, and Archie Manning, you know, in particular, I know is working really, really hard at at redesigning football to meet today's needs. So I mean, I, I, soccer stood still for me for for a while and and lacked some engineering and lacked some architecture, but kudos to the guys in football, and I know Dan, you play a role in that too, but. I, they've, they know a sport that's, that, that resonates with the kids and they've redesigned it. And it takes a lot to be able to do that, right? And to, to move a sport to really um, re-energize its piece. But uh, on the football side, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on, on your viewpoint, Green Bay Packers is, is 
for lots of different oh, reasons. Oh, you, is where you lived in Wisconsin. At, okay. uh, my passion. Yeah, you lived in Wisconsin. That. that makes sense. Well, I was a uh, Packer fan really growing up. Imagine. What about soccer? Who's your soccer Donna, team? Uh, oh, that's such a tough guy. The U.S. men's national team at the moment. Um, ton of controversy around it? how we are, where we are. Mm-hmm. I think just, again, goes back to the U.S. couldn't produce a global player despite billions of dollars of investment. And we couldn't find a, a player uh, that Barcelona would want or, or, right. or a top country to want. Now you've got somewhere around about 14, 16 kids playing in Champions League football, which is yeah, cool. you know, the, the preeminent uh, play. And so you've got to love what the national men's national team has done. Uh, and in the same breath, you can't ignore the success of the women's team that's done extraordinary things and you know and have led mm-hmm. the way uh for women's sports across all sports and across all countries so kudos to what they've done and i, I know a few of the national team players who, who, who made that trip to china and won that first world cup when you know 57 people met him uh, on the tarmac to welcome them home with the world cup yeah. right and to the to the response that they get today is just yep. extraordinary but uh, in terms of the development of, of the men's plays that's probably where I, i've got the most admiration for um, or for anybody that's listening, I have a huge fondness for a club called FC Midland. So FC Midland is um, in a town of about 20,000 people in northwest Denmark. We have thousands and, of uh, listeners from there. We have thousands of listeners from there, Mark. Yeah, from, from Denmark, yeah. But I mean, if you ever want to read something that's fascinating in sports, the, the owner, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke it down here a little bit, but the owner of, um, of FC Midland wrote the book um, uh, Goldmine, which he basically looked at six places around the world where the top athletes have come out of a certain sport. So in Korea, North Korea, 25 of the top hundred women's best golfers come from one area in North Korea. Uh, the, every gold medal that's won in steeplechase comes out of a single club in Kenya, so on and so forth. Right. Mm-hmm. You get the picture. Yeah. So he, he's the guy that the, is the president of FC Midland. And it's the ultimate money ball development. So he, this FC Midland team, just beat Manchester United two years ago. It tied Liverpool one, one, the reigning champions, uh, basically in this little tiny place in the middle of nowhere in, in Denmark. Um, but, but here's the interesting, and here's a provocative piece. So the owner of FC Midland is, is a guy by the name of Benham. And Benham is the global leader in betting. And Benham made a statement about a year ago, maybe a little earlier than that, 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 that for the most part, the most talented people in sport, in, in this case it was soccer, don't actually coach and aren't actually in the game. They're in the betting community. They know data, they understand data, they understand trends, they understand the process. And the really, really talented people in sports, the really guys that get it and understand it, are in the betting community. Mm -hmm. They're not Mm -hmm. in the sport development community. And I I had umbrage with that uh, for a little bit until I really delved into it a little bit. But there are some extraordinarily intelligent sports people that don't come to light in our game but but are in the betting business. Can't say if it's good or bad, but, but super rocketed for me to understand that we lose some extraordinary talent to the, the betting community that, that knows uh, the business inside out. So they don't bet like Dan and I where we just flip a coin or pick no. one thing or the other. <laughs> they actually no. bet with in- – oh, you can bet with intelligence? No kidding. <laughs> I bet with yeah, the heart, not man, not the head. Bet like, with the heart, not the head. Like your daughter. I want the one on the left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Hey, so yeah. thanks for coming on, Mark. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, learn oh, a little bit fun. about Augusta, and uh, we've got yep, we've got some meetings this afternoon, and we have dinner coming up. So we'll we'll maybe we'll record yeah. during dinner. We'll see if we get any more uh, any more stories out of you and hear that hear that sweet voice of yours for the rest of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Butter. Right. All right. All right. So we've got a team of the week coming up. Yeah. So stay tuned Dan, for that. Tip. Thanks. Thanks, you got Mark. It. And we'll talk to you. Okay, that was Mark Botterell with Augusta Sportswear. It's a we smart guy. Do he? Yeah, and I smart told you that guy. voice. He's got a. He had some good he, quotes in there. Boy, he put some analogies together that were like, you know, my brain was he like, went, whoa, he, that's he smart. He went deep, like like you. You're a deep today. Yeah, very deep. Yeah, yeah my brain perfect is very for deep. today. So, um, like we said, we're going to do some, you know, uh, gear gear people, you know, in the industry, and talk to them and hear what they're talking about and hear where their backstories are. So, Mark was kind of kicking off that point. Uh, we do have a team of the week this week. We do. Um, you want to take us through it, Dan? You yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna stay close to home. Which we you know, should do. I like close, that. We're going to stay close to yeah. home. And yep. This one's close to the heart. Uh, Warwick Junior Hockey Association. You know, mm. COVID year. Kids had a tough year. They It wasn't a normal hockey season for anybody in the country. Um, the kids in Rhode Island had to stay in Rhode Island. I'm sure everybody, every, everybody else across the country had to stay in that state. So it wasn't normal. And these kids put up with a lot. And they still went out there each and every night. And they played, you know, Teams in Rhode Island, yeah, and the yeah, and where normally they would go around. Yeah, a I mean, more, you go right? to Maine or yeah. you go to Mass or right. you go to Connecticut. Um, but they were in Rhode Island. They played in Rhode Island. They had the finals on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and the Pee Wee. I believe there's two years, so you know, two years in each division. The Pee Wee division for the Warwick Junior Hockey Association, the Junior Blues, uh, the second year Pee Wees and the first year Pee Wees both won the South Coast Hockey League Championship. Banner, so, Banner, yeah. uh, yep. Title Town. Tight, yeah, yeah. Hey, so War- we're in Warwick. Warwick is, we are in Warwick, yep. by the way. Squadlocker's in Warwick, so this is a this is a local. My son team. plays for the first year. Well, I was about to say, like, I got a video from. Oh, you. it was a good. It was a good. It was a, a good nice weekend. overtime goal. Overtime, sudden death. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, the kid. The kids played awesome. They were. Yep. They were up three one. Um. And it, the cool thing was, and we've talked about this before. Um, or I've talked about it a lot, and we've talked about it, you know, personally, is to see the development of these kids as mm-hmm. they go and as they grow with one another and how much better they get individually and as a team as the year goes on. And this team that my son's team was on, and I'm sure it's that, that's true for the uh, other Wee team as well, of how much better they got. And it yep. was fun to see that process, and it was great for those kids to go out there and win the championship. They're up 3-1. Uh, they had three minutes left. They let two goals in, 3-3. Three, three. They go to sudden death overtime. Mm. Um, and, you know, my son, I'm very proud of him, um, you know, was able Back to – Back in the net? Hey, he was able to put it in the, in, in the net, and they won the game. But, you know – What number is he out there? 67. He, oh. Hey, I don't, I don't oh, make him. Yeah. Hey, he chose that. <laughs> okay. he, he, got, chose, he, he, just, he was hey, handed 67. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, what number do you want? Is it available? I and like he said that. 67. He gave the options and it was yeah. available. That's his choice. He doesn't it's have a good to. number. Yeah. It worked out. It worked right. out. So the Pee Wees, we're going we're gonna to set them up with some T-shirts and we're going to set yes. the coaches with uh, some gear to celebrate their season. We're going to build a store for them. They're going to have it. We're also going to get them some coupon codes so they can get some championship shirts. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right, so that's how we're going to take care of, uh, of the Warwick Jr., Hockey. What's the what's the mascot? Junior Blues. Blues. Yep. Junior like Blues. That. Warwick Junior or Warwick Junior Hockey Association, and they're the Junior Blues. Like, subscribe, share, rate, review, post. Got it all. Go get it. Go do we'll it. See you next time. See ya. Fast Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. 
Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.